Greetings, this is Carl Richards, and you're listening to another episode of Behavior Gap Radio. So I've sort of appointed myself as vice president of unspeakable things. And as vice president of unspeakable things, I wanted to talk about something that we're not allowed to talk about when it comes to personal finance. And that is the cars that we drive. And I'm just trying to make a relatively narrow point here based on some really fascinating research that I just read. And so here's the story for you. Early on in my career and my marriage, I worked at a big private wealth management firm. Prestigious, well-known, known for people who wear suits and you know we take our jobs really seriously. And I had a client meeting early on in my career that was with somebody that I had known socially and I knew that they had actually, in this case, a lot of money, a couple hundred million dollars. So this, this could be, I had sort of this vision of this changing my whole career and this would be amazing. And I put a lot of pressure on myself. And I went to drive to this meeting and I went to get into my car. And now here's what I have to describe to you. I had a 19, I think it was 1984 Rabbit, Volkswagen Rabbit. And Volkswagen Rabbits, I don't know if they're cool now, but they definitely weren't cool back then. And it started its life out as the color red. So it was, I'll mention that more in a minute, but just realize it started life as a red Volkswagen Rabbit. My wife learned to drive. It was a stick shift. My wife learned to drive in that car. Her younger brother learned to drive in that car. And then her younger sister learned to drive in that car. So it had been through three teenage drivers. Then the family sort of gave it away to somebody. And that family, after a couple of years, gave it back. And that's about when I showed up and I was like, yeah, free car. I'll totally take it. Totally take it. Now, here I am. Imagine me. It only started half the time. So imagine me, Mr. Big Shot, important wealth management guy, working at Big Shot Firm, having to ask people to jump my car 50% of the time at (laughs) client meetings and in the parking lots. And Oh, and the radio, the radio would only turn on if you flip the switch exactly right. And it took like 50 tries on the way to work. Oh, last thing. I once got a parking ticket in that car where the parking officer under the description of the car, they wrote Volkswagen and rabbit and whatever. And then under color, they wrote the word rust. (laughs) So it started, this gives you an idea of this car. So here I am. I'm pretty sure the shoes I was wearing probably not, but the shoes and the suit I was wearing were worth more than the car. So here I am going to this meeting and I show up and I've got to describe for you. I knew where this guy's office was. It was, you know, they had a three story building right up against the mountains in Salt Lake. And his office looked out the third story, right at this beautiful view of the mountains. But in between his building and the mountains was a parking lot that his office looked right over the guest parking lot. That's where I was going to park. And I knew that, right? I knew that his office looked out over that. So as I was driving up, I thought, oh, geez, how is this going to work? Right? I'm going to park this rust-colored rabbit in the parking lot. If he's looking out the window, sees me get out of this rust-colored rabbit, what is that going to say about me? Now, <clears throat> I had these fears. So when I got there, I found a Suburban or a van that I could park the car behind and sort of try and sneak in there without him ever seeing. And I remember that event specifically. Now, you can call me superficial if you want, and that's okay, right? You can call that silly to care about what other people think, and that's okay. But the research says differently. There was a fascinating study done, and it was mainly on, it was on clothing, what we wear, but I think it totally applies to sort of anything like the cars we drive as well. 
And the research, I've written about it recently and you can go find it. We'll put it in the show notes here. But the research is clear, right? The stuff that we wear, the stuff that we surround ourselves, how we look impacts how we feel. So it impacts things like confidence and our ability to communicate. It impacts that. And one of the studies they did, which was fascinating, is they had, for the experiment, they had a population come in and they gave them lab coats like a doctor would wear. And they were told these are lab coats you know, that a doctor would wear. They put them on and their test scores in the memory test they gave them increased. And then to make it even more interesting, they had people come in and they divided them up into two different groups and they gave one, they gave them the exact same coat. So the same white lab coat that you would imagine a doctor wearing. Half of them were told that they were doctor's lab coats and half of them were told they were artist schmucks, right? The things that an artist wears to paint. And the ones that were told, exact same coat, the ones that were told that it was a doctor's lab coat tested higher, you know, scored higher on the test than the ones that were told it was what an artist wore. Right? That's fascinating. And, and there was really, as I recall, there were two things that were important. One is sort of the social expectation, what the clothing, or in this case, in my story, what the car communicated to other people about me. That's one important thing. And the other important thing to understand is how I felt about what the car or clothing communicated about me. And so all I'm suggesting, like I'm not, the reason this is unspeakable, of course, is because we're all supposed to drive old beat up cars and save the money. All I'm suggesting is sometimes the decisions that we make impact us to the degree that they actually should be thought of as investments, right? We need to just pay attention to how we feel when we get our shoes shined or when we shine our shoes ourselves, when our clothing is clean and crisp, when our personal grooming, dare I say, is sharp, right? And when our car, and I'm not suggesting you need to run out and buy a fancy car. I'm just saying, look, when our car is clean and presentable, that will make a difference. I am not actually prescribing anything other than just paying attention to it and realizing it's okay. It's okay. I'm giving myself and I'm even, I don't know who I am to give you permission, but I'm even giving you permission to be okay with the idea because the research backs it up that what you have on, how you look does impact how you feel. Now, you've got to sort that out in your own personal lives, you know, given your budget and what you do. And, and for some people, what they drive is incredibly important. And for others, it doesn't matter at all. And that's totally fine, right? But it's okay if it matters to you. It's okay to spend the time and effort, right? To have a clean, sharp-looking suit, car, clothing, you know, whatever it is. That's all I'm suggesting. That it actually, maybe I'm even suggesting something a little stronger. I'm actually suggesting that it will pay off to pay attention to what you drive, what you wear, the image you're putting into the world. Pay attention to it. It will pay off. <laughs> 